from Fred House Studios in Farmersville, California. It's Garbage Time Points with Mike. In California, I'm like a two. Alaska, though, I might be like an eight. And Rick. Let me get a t-shirt. Short, yeah. sweet, and slutty. <laughs> a Wizard Fart production. Uh, this is Manny Pacquiao. And now, here's Mike and Rick. All right, everybody. I'm still loving that right there. <laughs> you know what I'm not loving, though, is this damn heat that's out there. It's hot. It's a hot one here. It's 110 what, degrees. What do you like to call it? What are you making? Ball soup. Yeah, sounds delicious. It's making up that ball soup. Ball soup. <laughs> ball soup. <laughs> Turn it all sexy. Fredo's talking about taking dumps in unventilated uh, uh, restrooms. It's just uh, a bad, this is bad summertime right now, porter right? Porta potty. Yeah. How bad oh, we're man. Out. Porta potty dumps in the summer. <laughs> like, I've, I mean, there's been the rare occasion of having to, you know, use a porta potty to take a dump and, like, that's avoided at all costs, you know. Yeah, but no. I don't think I've ever been uh, put in a situation where I had to take a dump in a porta potty during the summer, and I'm glad because yeah. even just standing there and taking a piss, it's the worst. Worst, yeah. It's the worst ever. Yeah, I think my body would just like not allow it. Like if if I know I'm going to be in a situation where it's like a porta potty is the only thing that's going to be around, and it's a summer day, my body's like, before I'm going to shit as much as I can, and then mm-hmm. while I'm there, it's like, nope. Yeah. It's staying. Extra, <laughs> Whatever I eat, it's staying in. Extra pucker butthole. <laughs> yeah. I don't care if my stomach hurts. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling the grumble. Nope. Feeling the grumble. Nasty. All right, well. <laughs> it's a pleasant way to start the show off. Yeah. I don't know how you got there. Oh, yeah. I got there. Right? You, you got there. I got there, yeah. You started it. <laughs> yeah. And in case you guys didn't know, I am Mike, and the man across the table is Rick. How you doing today, Rick? <laughs> Porta potty hot. Porta potty hot. It is porta potty hot right now. And the guy over there in control of uh, our lives is Fredo. Fredo, how you doing today, Fredo? Doing all right. In the palm of his hand. Fredo's fresh off his trip to E3. Mm-hmm. How did that go for you? It was pretty cool. It was a great experience. Very great. I don't know if you guys uh, follow along on his own gtp podcast uh twitter page but yeah he was he was documenting it and uh showing off some of the latest features and games and awesome all games. that good stuff giving his opinion so i don't know if you follow along on that but uh if you didn't maybe just go back and check it out at gtp podcast on twitter and uh yeah take a look at e3 through the eyes of fredo yes <laughs> very interesting Get, with, with, what stuck out to you? Like, what was your like? What was churros. your major takeaway? <laughs> From what do you mean? Like, made like best game that I like? Whatever, whatever, what, like whatever stuck out the most to you? Like, Man, look at that! Ooh, that butt right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is it was nice. probably Far Cry Five. That's is it Far Cry? Yeah, yeah, Far Cry. Um, then they also got a Final Fantasy game. I can't remember the name of it, but it was an import from Japan. It's at a PS4 exclusive, so that got me a little bit tempted to get a PlayStation for the first time ever. Mm-mm. Yes. Coming over to the dark side. I kind of liked the uh, Sea of Thieves. I thought that was an interesting looking game. That was cool. Um, then Legos is also coming out with a game similar to Minecraft, where you get to build shit with little Legos. And oh, stuff. yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm surprised that hasn't happened. Over- that should have been first. Yeah, yeah it should have like been. Legos. It's, it's funny. It's funny, because the only reason I found out about that Sea of Thieves, Thieves game is because uh, I was sitting there watching the E3. I think it was on, like, Sunday or something like that. Yeah. And uh, I thought that was the one where they showed movie trailers, like, newest movies coming out. And I, there were no movie trailers coming out. It was just video games. Yep. Then it turned out it was just for video games. <laughs> so, uh, how'd that hand taste, Rick? <laughs> no, I'm over here, like, biting the callus <laughs> off my hand. I wish like, we had a camera scared. in here, because Rick was just gnawing at his fingers. <laughs> You're over there trying to, like, express, like, I really yeah. liked it. <laughs> and I'm over here just chewing away. You know uh, what I'm thankful for on this day? Yo. Fresh balls. Yeah. Oh, dropped it. Yeah, dropped it. Like my balls are dropped like right hot. now. <laughs> like it's dropped. hot. Yeah. Hey, seriously, fresh balled up. That's yeah. about the only part of my body that feels good right now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if you guys aren't hitting us with the hashtag GTP podcast, you're missing out, man. I mean, yeah. uh, your balls could be feeling better than the rest of you. And but, I mean, why wouldn't you want your balls to be feeling better than everything else on Why you do you know? want them swampy? Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> you like that swampiness? Yeah. Like, Nobody likes the swamp, man. <laughs> Nobody likes it. Quit, put, 
quit playing yourself. Quit denying yourself. Yeah. Just give it a little try. Enter and win. Happy. Yeah. And a little excitement. <laughs> <laughs> Is it again, Macho Man? It what was. are you snapping into today? Yeah. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. <laughs> you got nothing for yeah. us. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at GTP Mike and Rick at Michael Double Underscore Gaspar at Richard Underscore Reposa and at Half Zero. Or look for us on Facebook. Just search Garbage Time Points. Also, be sure to visit GTPPodcast.com and uh, go buy a T-shirt. Go freaking do it. Go buy a t-shirt. Do all that. Um, Did you think of any shirts while you were there? You see any, like, inspiration? No. E-freaking three? E-freaking <laughs> <laughs> There it is. Yeah. T-shirt. Just came up with it. Yeah. You got you to think of one for next year, though. Like, you got to right, yeah. Now the juices are flowing. You've been there once. Now you got to you gotta have that little, that gig. Yeah. <laughs> Tad Nugent. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, I realized... It all kicked in, something funny that, that I realized on the way over here today. Um, so I stopped off to get some gas at the uh, gas station by my house. And uh, I, I go inside. And I pay for gas. Now, I go in there. That's a, my store of choice. Everybody has their store of choice that they go to. You know, the one one closest to them or the one they just would rather go to than the other store. It has because, the things that you like yeah, or the brands yeah. or just something different. So... And I, I know she, I, I know she means well. I know she's trying to help her business. But every time I go up there to buy something, no matter what I'm buying, the next question out of her mouth before I hand her the money is, "You want food?" <laughs> <laughs> and it never fails. It never fails, man. It, she always asks me if I want food. Like if I want food, just because I'm staring at it, yeah, doesn't mean that I'm gonna buy it. Yeah. And I thought to myself, well, maybe she just, you know. Says that to everybody. Yeah. To get rid of her food. But I've it, it it dawned on me that I've stood in line behind other people in that place before. Yeah. I've never heard her ask them if they want food. <laughs> are you are you thinking she's looking at you and thinking mm-hmm. yeah. no, most definitely. <laughs> I could get this guy yeah. Yeah, add on <laughs> every single time I'm in there. Same question, right before I hand her the money. Two for one. Yeah. <laughs> one food. For you, special. Two for one. Yeah. Does she lick her fingers after she asks? No. <laughs> but she also has this weird thing of asking me if I know about computers. Ooh. I don't know what it is about me that she I... She wants to take you home. No, she asked me right there. Like, I had to fix her phone for her, and I didn't know what I was doing. It was an iPhone. I didn't know what I was doing, but you I fixed making, it. You were making noises as you were pushing buttons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, and then she was trying to ask me how to fix her gas pumps. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I don't know anything about that, and it seems like something you'd want a professional to do. Like the guy who brings your gas? Yeah. <laughs> but if he comes, it costs like $200. And I'm like, well, I'd rather have you pay $200 and have me out there trying to... <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Unless but, you're going to give me some free food. Like, what a, just with a hammer hit yeah. and stuff. Just yeah. some duct tape. <laughs> That's not all I know. That's all I, why did you put nails in it? <laughs> Ma'am, I don't know. Now give me a burrito. Maybe you give her a certain look when she asks. No, I hey, never do, man. Well, maybe that's what she's asking. Like, I if, think I just if, have the certain look that she looks for when asking people if they want food. You know, and like in my head, I'm thinking, you fucking know I want some food right now. <laughs> but I'm not going to buy it. Well, maybe she wants you to work for the food. Like, okay, you fix my iPhone. You, you come fix my computer. Yeah. You fix my gas tank. I give you food. Yeah, but it's not, it's not, it's not every time. If she, maybe if she put the, the two together, maybe I'd be more willing to. But it's not every, every time it's asking me if I want food. Yeah. It's every once in a while where she's asking me if I know about something, you yeah. know. Nice lady. Nice lady. Well, she, yeah, but, she um, keeps offering you yeah. food. Hey, I don't know if I've ever talked to you, to you guys about this stuff before, but, like, I always just have these weird, like, weird thoughts that pop in my head. I know that sounds weird even just saying it like that. <laughs> but, uh, do you guys think that if you're on an elevator that's falling and you jump right before it hits the ground that you'll be okay? Nope. Why not? Because you're still falling at that same velocity. But you're pushing against the velocity. So it'll be minus whatever you push up against your weight. I don't know. Okay. And what if you're still... falling? What if you're falling on one of those elevators at a work uh, at a work site that has like an open space for you to jump forward and up as you're falling down right before you hit the ground? 
No. Because it's the same thing as saying like, oh, I'm on a, a train and then I start running and jump off the train. Am I going to tumble? Probably. Yeah, but that's why they tell you to roll. No, but you're going to be rolling because <laughs> yeah. momentum is taking Because you want to go with it. You know, yeah. you want to go with it. But like, like <laughs> because of the force you're coming at and where you're going through in the ground, like... Like, your momentum's taking you forward. That's why you roll. You're going with it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But, like, you're still you're still getting thrown somewhere. Okay, so I'm dying in an elevator if I try to jump, right? Yep. Like, from where? Okay, like, how far? Falling, like, at what point, though? I don't know. I'm just saying, in general, if I'm falling in an elevator. I mean, falling in an elevator in itself. Like, in an elevator shaft. Like, you're falling okay, down a elevator shaft. shaft. Jumping straight up, I understand that the top could still crush in and crush <laughs> you. But I, I had to, that's why I changed it for Fredo, because he pointed out that flaw in my theory. If it's like you're at a work site and yeah. you know they have elevators that take you up and then you can get off or whatever and then you can go down yeah. or whatever. If you're falling not free falling on that, and then before you hit the ground, you jump out and forward and up. Out and up before it hits the ground. Do you just land normally? No, you would do a. It would be the same thing as jumping out of a train, because like the momentum of yeah, coming but it's down, dropping. You'd have to jump <clears throat> as fast as you're dropping. Hmm. Because, like, yeah, like, you would have, because, like, at where you would have to even jump, you would have to jump at a pretty tall height. So, mm-hmm. like, so you'd be hitting the ground at a pretty, pretty, okay. you know. So, how about, how come, let's say, theoretically, you're sitting on top of a car and you have a ball in your hand. Yeah. And you throw that ball in your hand while, uh, you throw that ball in the air while the car is moving. Yeah. What does that ball do? It depends on how, like, how fast and how hard you could throw, like, how many miles per hour you're throwing and how many miles per hour the car is going. And this is you sitting outside just for some reason on top of on a On top car. of a conver- convertible. Let's say that. Yeah. Let's say that. It's a convert. Let's say it's convertible. Say you're sitting on the, the wind would convert- catch it and go. Yeah. The wind would catch it and exactly. go. Exactly. That's what I'm saying with the elevator, Chef. But so, now, how come when you're sitting inside of a car... If you throw a ball in the air, it doesn't fly back and hit the window. Because of you're inside of of a car, like there's you have, no wind resistance. Yeah, yeah but even there's, if there's no wind resistance, you have something blocking it. Even if you have no wind resistance, when you throw that ball up in the air, it's going straight up, and then the car is still going forward. So why doesn't the the motion of the car continue going in the window? Because what's and inside the, ball the car right there and go. But if, if you were in if you were in a, a, a convertible and you were to do that, the wind would take it back. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a car, because and because the car is driving away, exactly. Yeah, but the car is still going forward. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, but when you're in a car, it's enclosed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has its own atmosphere. It has yeah. its own, like, not atmosphere, but it has its own... But that doesn't stop us from, you know, going like that. But uh, that's because of what's going on in the car, because you're sitting, I, I, and I, you have you have joints that are moving in your hip. You have, I say the ball should fly back and hit the window. <clears throat> no. Wrong. We need to get, like, a physicist on or something like that. Let's yeah. try to get Neil Tyson... Yeah, <laughs> give him a tweet of it. Tweet, tweet, yeah. tweet him. I'm sure he'll answer. How come the ball? Like I wouldn't even know how to put <laughs> it out there and how say. How come when you drop a ball in a car, it doesn't fly backwards? Yeah. I think that's 140 characters. Yeah. You know what it might be time for right now? Hmm. One of Rick's cute animal facts. Ooh. I Let's, don't know. I think it is. Oh, Let's get that. I don't know. Okay. What happened? We blew- I wasn't ready. <laughs> you gotta let Fredo know what's going on. <laughs> I know, but because like, like I don't know what the hell you're gonna say. You're gonna say, "Oh, we should hit up Gilly," or we should hit up. Anyway, oh anyway. no, I thought I okay. thought you had it up though. Never mind. so cute like that whole thing just makes me smile like it used to make me laugh out loud but now i just smile it makes me feel warm inside yeah and i'm all warm outside right now (laughs) a lot of warm going on my balls they're fresh (laughs) (laughs) all right so because the last one we left on i I made an extra cute one last time Mm -hmm. i have to go really really cute this time too to kind of even it out super cute super cute so Sea otters, we all love them, right? Mm-hmm. Sea oh, otters. Yeah. Like I wish, 
if it wasn't <clears throat> frowned upon, I'd probably have like a couple sea otter dolls. Plush dolls. <laughs> and you would eat off your belly too? Mm, I don't know about all that. Wow. Mm, Jeez, yeah. lady from the store. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you <heard me>? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, sea otters, they hold hands as they sleep. So they don't drift away from each other. Aww, I already knew that, but aww. I, <laughs> I had to make it cute. So. I mean, that's, that's cute. Were, were you the one who told us that squirrels forget like right. where eighty percent of their nuts are? I think it was like half of them or something like no, that. No, it was like eighty yeah. percent. Eighty maybe. I don't so know. they just hide them and they only can, can only remember where twenty percent of the nuts are that they um, hit. Let me see. Hold on. He's got it back there somewhere. Yep. Go on with yourself. Yeah. All right. What we're going to do now is we're going to give a call to... Uh, uh, it's half. It was half their notes. It was half? Yeah. We're going to give a call to uh, Morning Joe and uh, Mike Bart News. Bring them <clears> in. <throat> we got some stuff to talk about. Apparently, Mike wants to get back in on this whole Ka- Colin Kaepernick thing after what he said this past weekend. And we're going we're gonna to let him. We're going to let him because uh, I just can't... I just can't... I don't understand him. So let's All give right. these guys a call. <laughs> oh, you know what I forgot to do? You're calling me, dude. <laughs> hey, I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, guys? Hey, how you guys doing? Not too bad. Yeah. How's it going? It's going all right. As you guys can hear, joining us now, the voices behind the new podcast that they will be putting out here pretty soon, uh, the Podcast Hi. Express. We got Morning Joe and Mike Bart, and you can follow them on Twitter at the Pod Express, at Joe Gilbert nineteen ninety two, and at Get Up Mike. All spelled how it sounds. So, how are you guys doing today? Oh, we're doing great, man. It's uh, well, you're down in the valley, but man, it's hot up here. Yeah, I, I guess I'm the uh, the only one not in California right now. I'm, I'm over here in Missouri, and it's just hot and muggy as hell. Oh yeah, we're gonna start off. Yeah. With, we're gonna start off with you right now, Joe, because uh, you know, as you know, and our listener knows, <laughs> and I, I made sure to say listener because it's probably just one. Um, <laughs> your first show with, was with us uh, two weeks ago before uh, we took our little Fredo break, and uh, we heard back for some people, and uh, I got to tell you. Some names were thrown around. They weren't too sure about Morning Joe. <laughs> they said, uh, I heard Monotone Joe. <laughs> Sleepy Time T Joe. Yeah. And hey, you know what? And my personal I, favorite. I, I actually drink a lot of. What's, hold on. But yeah, let's go with that. What's the personal favorite? Jobo Cop. <laughs> Jobo Cop. That's, that's right, well, the winner. That's the winner. Right, well, I got to give a shout out to a Sleepy Time Tea Joe because I drink the shit out of that stuff, and that's that's a fantastic product. Um, I, I don't endorse a lot of things, but I'm all over Sleepy Time Tea, man. You can get it for four dollars at Walmart. It usually comes in a box of about twelve, and uh, it, it's got a great mint flavor to it. So, you know, whoever brought that up, good call. I think Rick just made that right the top of my head. <laughs> right now. I like, I like, I like Robo, or what was it called? Rojo Cop? Jo- <laughs> Jobo Cop. Jo- Jobo, Jobo Cop. Cop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I believe that's a movie, but I, I, I'm i not in my 40s, so I guess I don't fully understand that reference. Oh. <laughs> That has nothing to do with you being in your 40s. That has everything to do with you being cool. And uh, apparently you're not cool. Uh, hey. Yeah, that was, supposed to be a, that was supposed to be a compliment, you jerk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. We're just going to we're gonna start off with you, Mike. We're going to let you get this out of the way. You hit us up as soon as Colin Kaepernick put that little thing up about, you know, obviously Slave Patrol police and uh, the whole Philando... Cast what Castillo thing or whatever his name is, I forget what it is, and I guess that's insensitive of me for not remembering that. But what do you have to say about this again? You wanted to it's bring flat. it back it's... up. Well, because we we kind of left on a sour note a couple of weeks ago in that whole situation, and we never really like we all just kind of agreed to disagree. All, all I want to say is, and I've calmed down since he's sent out that tweet, is it's pretty clear he doesn't want to be on it. He's basically self sabotaging. And whenever he sends out something stupid like that, which is completely untrue, 
Um, what, what, it's called faulty logic. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that, but it's, it's, it's a false comparison. And when he says something like that, and it's going to piss off a lot more people, and it's really going to turn away a lot more teams uh, from hiring him. I, I don't think that his heart is in football anymore. And that's really all i got to say about it. Yeah. I'm not all fired up because he said it. I'm not, you know, we should, you know, kick him out of the country, blah, blah, blah. None of that. I'm just, the, the guy just doesn't want it anymore. If he really wanted it, he would he would say nothing. Yeah. About that I mean, I get it, but or, or or he could say, or he could say something like, which I agree with. I don't think served on that situation. I've seen the video, and I, you know, obviously I'm not a cop. I don't know what they go through, but it seemed from just the videos, and there was another video released just before we went on the air um, of the dashboard cam angle that the jurors did not get to see. Which that's we're opening up a whole other can of worms. But I really feel like a lot of times cops get away with abuse of power, and they're not really, they don't really feel the consequences of whatever they break the law. I, I get that. I understand it. I'm on that side. But to say something stupid like that, it's very clear that he just does not want a job in the NFL. What he said, like, What? Do you have what he said handy? I don't know what he said. He just, it, it was a it, it was a meme that he posted, and it uh, basically was just talking about how, uh, you know, because police were originally uh, slave hunters, like runaway yeah. slave hunters. And that's basically what he said. Okay. He just put it out yeah. there, and uh, people were, you know, against it. But I, I, I just don't. Oh, he was I just get, saying. Remember, that's what they're. No, he was. It was after the thing. Was. After he got caught. Uh, after they let the cop off in Minnesota for shooting and yeah. killing that guy on video, he put that up. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He said, "Remember, that's what their original." Job I don't know was. if it was "Remember, that's no, what no, it was." I just no, saw. He- he compared the police to modern yeah, okay. day slave drivers. Okay. Yeah. He compared to gay police mm-hmm. to say that they're the same way as they were back in the 1800s. Yeah. Okay. You know, which, like, which is completely silly. Like I said, man, it's just going to be one of those things where it's not going to be appreciated in this time. It's going to be appreciated later on down the line. It's like Muhammad Ali. Like You like Muhammad Ali, don't you? You're a big fan of his. So they can't even compare, all right? We, can, we, can't, so, we can't compare it now because we're – we nobody even – this is what they said about Muhammad Ali when it happened. There were some people who were on his side, but the majority of Americans hated him. Yeah, a lot of people hated him, and it was unjust. But when you, you take a step back and look at what he did is whenever he was being drafted into the Vietnam War, yep. a war that he didn't agree with, that – Arguably, the majority of the country didn't agree with at the time. I mean, the protesting back then was a lot worse than it is now. And he stood up and said no. And he took his punishment like a man. He stood up in front of the Supreme Court and said, no, I won't let go. That is completely different than this guy just tweeting and saying mean things to the police and wearing pig socks and things like that. Muhammad Ali Ali put on the... I'm saying he is just a misled guy. Like I don't, I, I don't think that he's helping the situation as much as he thinks he's helping. And I think he's hurting his own cause whenever he says the things that he says sometimes. Like, like you said, That's man, my like you said, you're able to take a step back and take a look at what Muhammad Ali was. But at the time, people didn't take that step back. People mm-hmm. were on one side or the other. Yeah. And it wasn't until later on in life when people were able to truly appreciate what he was willing to sacrifice in order to get his point across. Yeah, and I would agree with you that like he's sabotaging himself, but like like he is putting his money where his mouth is. He's donating like all of his time, his own money, he's raising millions of dollars. Like he is putting his time and effort into making a difference as to where he's not just like sending these tweets and saying these things. So like I do take a side right. on that where like I understand where like yeah, like where you're coming from where he is sabotaging but he is doing the right thing on his own time, though. Right. He, no, he absolutely is. But it, the, when he says things like this, it completely it takes ta- away from his message. Yeah, I agree. He's doing those things. Yeah, it it, it takes it away, yeah. and he loses people when he does that. Yeah, I so agree. It's, it's I like agree. pick a side, dude. I agree. So, yeah. But we we don't need to stay on that topic yeah. for too long. Yeah. But um, I just want you guys to know that the Disco Inferno, one of the greatest pro wrestlers of all time, happens to agree with me. He told me so on Twitter. Right? <laughs> yeah. Disco Informed seemed uh, Disco Informed. <laughs> they can't call him that because he didn't seem very informed. Yeah. That's what I was trying to get to. <laughs> but, um, before, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I really messed that one up. Hey, uh, Joe, as you know, and as I'm sure the people know by now, we have a shit show that was just made the, uh, last week. Mayweather McGregor. It's going to take place August 26th. 
in Las Vegas at the T-Mobile Arena. Actually, they're having a little problem right now with Ice Cube and his big three uh, tournament, but I, I'm sure they'll get that figured out. But uh, what, are you, what are your early thoughts on that right now? My, my early thoughts is the pay-per-view buy numbers are going to look at Mike Tyson and laugh in its face. That's how big this fight's going to be. And everybody who pays $100 for that, um, Mike included, is a big fucking idiot because it's going to be a god-awful Mayweather running and throwing jabs hug fest. So pay-per-view numbers will be huge, but man, this is going to be an awful fight. Yeah. Absolutely nothing about me. I'm intrigued by it uh, like I was intrigued by CM Punk fighting. I, I just... When you when you pass a car crash, you can't help but stare. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it, you just you know what it's going to be. So you're saying you know Mayweather's going. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going to say you know Mayweather's going to go to fifty and zero, and those guys are going to walk out with hundred million dollar checks, and they're going to laugh their asses off. Okay, so one, do you think that uh, this should actually count against their record? And two, uh, you're saying that. This fight's going to surpass Pacquiao Mayweather in, in terms of uh, pay-per-view buys? Yes, um, because the the reason Pacquiao Mayweather um, was so big is because Floyd Mayweather. Um, Conor McGregor is the a similar draw in MMA, and there will be a lot of MMA fans who wouldn't watch boxing who were going to buy that because it's an MMA guy in it, and there's going to be that intrigue there. So Mayweather is going to get all of his boxing buys that he normally gets, and then you're going to get the additional MMA fans who wouldn't normally watch a boxing match who are going to tune in for Conor McGregor. And these, don't get me wrong, these are two of the best, if not the the best promoters in combat sports today. And and that's where the the promotion for this fight will far surpass what the quality of the fight will ever be. So I... I think it will be huge, and to uh, follow up on one of your questions, yeah, it should count against their record because it, it's still a fight. At the end of the day, it's still a pro fight. It is, is two professional fighters who are who are licensed. I just think the fight itself will be a joke. It's going to be a, a travesty. I wouldn't be surprised if, if Mayweather gets, what, his second knockout in 10 years <laughs> just because I, I think McGregor will be tired by round six or seven. Uh, heavier gloves and he's proved that his gas tank is not up to par with other people mm-hmm. but i i just don't think it's going to be a good fight at all but the numbers are going to be huge on this like i i won't deny that at all it it makes all the sense in the world to have this just because of how much money it's going to make everybody yeah i mean it's, yeah. Kind of, it's kind of a shitty reason to have it i personally do not think that it will mm-hmm. beat Mayweather Pacquiao or Mayweather Canelo or Mayweather De La Hoya but that's just my own personal opinion because i think asia and the UK had a lot to do with Pacquiao and uh, Mayweather. Plus, you you got Mexico up in there. There's just the whole the whole world was really you interested got, in that. You got, but McGregor now, has a big following. McGregor though. has a big following, but I mean, like he's not huge in Asia. But he's, he's not huge, huge in, in Mexico. Europe. He's huge in Europe. Though. But he's he's way huge over in Europe, and his yeah. his fights are breaking UFC numbers. Yeah. And this is so you're gonna get the you're gonna get the hardcore boxing fans. Yeah. Then you're going to get the hardcore MMA fans. Then you're going to get the hardcore McGregor fans, which mm-hmm. when any time that he's on a show, the the buyer, no matter who he fights against, I mean, he he fought a couple years ago in July against a jobber named Chad Mendez, and that thing did well over a million pay-per-view buys. Yeah. So you're going to get those fans, and then you're going to get the mainstream casual. Yeah, there I don't is. I don't know I don't know shit about fighting, but it's on every news channel like Comcast and DirecTV. And and Dish Network, they're going to be giving out free subscription purchase of this, um, which is how um, that's how I got Pacquiao Mayweather because I I signed up for a new subscription uh, and I got like a month free or something like that. So you're, you're going to get those things. Will it get to four million buys like Pacquiao Mayweather did? <clears throat> that's that's really hard. I honestly never thought that that would get to that level. But I think it will break two million buys. I think that's the over under that you set it at is two million, and I say that it goes above two million. Yeah, I just I, think man, I would even set it at at three million. I I think three million is more realistic there. I just think that the difference could, is could that has to be taken into consideration is that in in Mayweather Pacquiao, people bought that fight with the idea that 
Pacquiao actually had a chance to beat yeah, Mayweather. Yeah. In this fight, a lot of people, I mean, I know we're just talking now and it's a couple months away and that could all change. But there's so many people that you talk to, they're like, I would never buy that fight because it's just a shit show. And these are the people that are either uh, hardcore fight fans or hardcore to one side. And I think that that is going to push some people away that would normally buy a, a bit a huge fight because they just know yeah. that this is just a money grab. Money grab. Yeah, you guys, well, you guys are underestimating the the buildup for this fight oh, and no. how they are promoting. So you're you're looking at it from a sporting aspect, and you got to take the sporting aspect and just throw it out the window for this. It's just it's just two guys uh, in a ring fighting. Take the sport away from it. Yeah, it's gonna count on the record because they are licensed and. If they called it a, an exhibition bout, nobody would really buy into it. Yeah. So that it has to be like a professional bout. But just take away the sporting aspect of it. The buildup is going to be amazing. These are the two greatest promoters. I honestly don't think Mayweather wants to get into a verbal altercation uh, with McGregor. I, I think that McGregor will destroy him in every press conference. But the, the buildup is going to be great. Showtime's going to do those amazing countdown specials that they do. And I honestly think that and I'm just speaking for a guy like myself who right now, I'm saying like I don't want to see that fight because I, I'm kind of a, a boxing purist and an MMA purist. But then again, I know myself and I can get suckered into those things. Um, like I got suckered in with the CM Punk fight. Like I got suckered in just watching Kimbo Slice fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. So th like the, they're going to get enough of those people to where this is going to break all box office records or it's going to come close to that Pacquiao um, Mayweather fight. Well, and another thing we have to look at in terms of the promotion of this fight is UFC, I believe, is co-promoting it. They, they are not. Um, I don't, they it's, are it's not. All, nope, it's all Showtime. All Showtime all right. made with their promotions. All right, so there would be no, no Fox promotion then that no. UFC would normally run. So they'll probably do commercials and things like that. UFC Tonight has a – they do a, a show every week that I think 30,000 people a week watch if you check the latest ratings. Um, so they, they will promote it on that. They'll promote it on their Twitter, but it's all going to be Showtime. It's a oh. Showtime production. Okay. And CBS, because CBS does uh, Showtime sports. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. It'll have that too. It, I mean, it's it's interesting. It's only interesting to me, you know, but it's not something I could see myself ever buying. I think like what both of these guys kind of were saying, like I think the buildup is going to be way more entertaining than the actual fight. Yeah. Mayweather's going to yeah. just jab him all day, pepper him, keep him away, not let him get his shot, and just – Try to win the fight point style. Yeah, but I tell you what, you know, props to Mayweather for taking the fight at 154. I really thought that he would try to make McGregor cut down to 147, which is where Mayweather's more comfortable. And then I, I think they're going to go with the, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but they're going with 10-ounce gloves, right? Yes. Which uh, which I think normally they would probably do 12-ounce gloves. So yep. Yep. that is another, that's another advantage for McGregor. Um, he's, he's got, got a couple of advantages shot. here. Right, I mean, so the, McGregor can punch really hard. Yeah. However, he's not even going to be able to hit this guy. Yeah. The, some of the greatest boxers that have ever been in the sport have not been able to touch this guy. And McGregor can, is not even comparable to any of those guys. So, yeah, it's going to be a shit show, but you know what? I'm intrigued. You know. Can we oh, don't get me wrong. The, the interest is there. It's just I, I – not going to spend hard-earned money on pure intrigue. If, if it were something to where I know the competitive aspect of it would be there, yeah, easily drop a hundred bucks on it. But I know that this fight is pure build-up. There kind of like is going to be pure, pure climax with absolutely no orgasm at the end. Like that's mm. the comparison to this fight. So we get blue balls, mm. blue yeah. balls all all the yeah. way. Well, it's no good. Cure. Hey, fresh balls. balls can't cure that. Fresh balls can't cure that. That's going to be. Took my line. Took my line. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know, I'll still find a way to watch it on the internet or something. I mean, no. Not going to do that. Never. I'm not that guy. Who, uh, yeah. Here's the thing. If this was if this was 1994 and there's no internet, I'm buying the fight. But I know within within the hour of the fight being over, I'll be able to watch it for free. So I have no reason to to drop a hundred bucks on what I know will just be a sideshow. If this is 1994, I'm going over to Mike's house and watching it on the black box. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. That's how we used to That's do it in the hood. Do. Yeah. That's how we do it. <laughs> All right, guys. So we just had Money in the Bank this past Sunday. Uh, obviously, right off the top, man, we we have to talk about that women's Money in the Bank match. Uh, <sighs> 
America's mad. Yeah. Amer- American wrestling <laughs> fans. We don't have to, man, but I just felt... <laughs> first of all, I think Mike made the point that uh, uh, women's hardcore matches are, you know, they're a little hard to watch Tough, sometimes. Yeah. And, yeah, they're uh, sloppy. Yeah. yeah. And right. uh, tuning in to see that, we knew, we knew we had to deal with that. But then for that payoff, to have James Ellsworth climb the ladder... Take the take the briefcase off and drop it to one of them. Like that's just a slap in the face, isn't it? Yeah, big time. Yeah, it, and they. I don't know if you guys have you know followed much tonight. They did a quote unquote rectify the situation tonight. Um, Daniel Bryan did announce a Money in the Bank rematch for uh, SmackDown next week. I think it's just a total ratings grab um, the whole time. Because next week they're going to have a rematch of Lana versus Naomi, and then they're doing a rematch of the Money in the Bank. So the title's going to be on the line, and Money in the, the Bank's going to be on the line. So I, I think they were just looking for an excuse to not have a clean finish just to have the rematch next week because of ratings being so bad for SmackDown and Raw lately. Oh, so someone's cashing in on Lana then, if that's the case. So Lana's going to win. That's my prediction now. Lana's winning. Whoever wins it, cashing in on Lana. You heard it here first. Mm-hmm. Or, or, and this is probably the most unlikely scenario, but an option that's always there um, is do they decide to bring Asuka up um, anytime soon and have Asuka win Money in the Bank? Would they add an, an extra competitor in there? Because I there were rumors that what they wanted her up by SummerSlam, mm-hmm. um, which could be a little far off now because I think they want to hold off on uh, – Oscar versus Ember Moon for the NXT title, but that option is always available to add the extra intrigue in there because Oscar is probably the best women's wrestler in the world right now, and it's it's a shame she's still not on the main roster. Yeah, she would have though. She would hold the title and the Money in the Bank. That'd be a pretty cool angle for her, like because she had the record for starting her career off winless or uh, uh, on a win streak, right? Like she started. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, she just. Beat Goldberg's uh, really fabricated win streak yeah. uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so that would be a nice like legacy for her to have like the the women's title in NXT and then hold the Money in the Bank and then when she loses it, she could go up and cash it in. Yeah, it. I I don't like it's it's an option that's out there. I don't think that's what they're going to do. Um, I would like to see it. And I just on Oscar, I really hope they find a way to have her drop the title without being pinned because I think this win streak needs to carry over into uh, into the main roster. The segment they had tonight announcing the rematch was um, it was a pretty good segment. I like seeing Daniel Bryan get fired up a little bit and just remind everybody that he was a damn good wrestler because James Ellsworth interrupted him. And that guy needs to be taken off TV. He's the most annoying thing on WWE TV right now. That's why he works, though, man. That's why he works so yeah. well with her. <laughs> He's yeah, called but, a, he, that's what's called being a heel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, he doesn't even annoy me like heel heat. I just, I just find it pathetic that he's on TV because he's not even a good heel like Paul Heyman. Like, Paul Heyman makes you hate him, but in a good way. Ellsworth's just annoying. But he brought up uh, Daniel Bryan's daughter tonight and called her a little hippie baby. That's classic. And Daniel Bryan Bryan got in his face and told him he would uh, punch him so fast that Ellsworth would forget how to breathe. And then he would fire him. So it it was nice seeing Bryan get fired up a little bit tonight. Maybe that will be the main event of Mania next year, Ellsworth and uh, Daniel Bryan. (laughs) You know, I, I would take Daniel Bryan versus a, a trash bag in the main event of WrestleMania, and it would still be good. <laughs> I'll take the glad bag with that neck injury. Hey, uh, Mike, yeah. uh, a couple yeah. weeks back, you know, before Jinder Mahal uh, won that title, I, I said I was actually interested in it. I'm actually kind of liking his little title run right now, and I was I was pretty impressed with the match that they had, uh, him and Randy Orton. I mean, yeah. am, am I wrong for that, man? Like, I thought it was you good. You know what? Uh, they are... They are slowly winning me over. Uh, uh, not gonna lie, yeah, I, I think I'm with you on that one. I, I don't think that Jinder Mahal is, you know, even in the top five of like in-ring performers um, on SmackDown. But I, I like, I like, I like his whole gimmick. I like the Singh brothers. I, I, you know, I like how they attacked, you know, Bob Orton Jr. I, 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 I dug the whole thing. They're slowly but surely winning me over. 
Now, do I think that he should be the champion? No. I, I think that, uh, you know, he can't get that title off of him soon enough and then uh, maybe kind of go back into the – do be more like a, a mid-level heel. Uh, but so far, you know, I think I think they've done a good job with him. It, it could have been a lot worse. Would it have been better to have uh, Bob Orton with the cast on and him him take out the Singh brothers themselves, or are you cool with the whole Randy Orton getting mad again and trying to flip them through tables? <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I would have liked to see uh, Baron Von Ratchke give him the claw. That would have been really <laughs> cool. Like this 80-year-old man doing a claw hold on a little Indian dude. I thought that would have been a great visual like that. Uh, and then eventually, like, you know, they would all whip the old guy's asses and then, you know, Randy Orton comes for the save. But my only gripe with this match was it was basically the same match that they had at the last pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't – it's like they were totally lacking some creativity. They're both very like, limited. <clears throat> yeah, and they're take, it looks like they're taking Randy Orton out of the title picture. And uh, uh, I have to give it up to my my Podcast Express co-host over there, uh, Joe Bocock. Uh, he's, he's he's calling that uh, you know Jinder Mahal uh, will face John Cena at SummerSlam. I can see that. Uh, I think that would be likely, and they'd probably do like a ten minute match, and John Cena will win or something like that. But, Is that the way you want him to to break that record though over Jinder Mahal? I don't know, man. I don't think you do it like that. That's got to be a WrestleMania moment. It's a fake record anyway. Well, I so. but they glorify it. You know, they want you to feel like really good about that record. They mention it a lot. Yeah, but so they're trying to make SummerSlam as big as possible this year. Mm-hmm. Um, without, you know, we still got more to cover on Money in the Bank, but SummerSlam, a lot of big matches uh, coming up again. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, John Cena and Jinder Mahal, John Cena going for the record. They could build it up for, you know, whatever, uh, another month or so and and turn yeah. it into saying if they want to. But it's not even it's not even a real record. Yeah. So who okay. cares? Well, I mean, Ric Flair has stated on WWE TV, it was on a table for three where he said his actual record is 21, not yeah. not 16. Like, he's he's held 21 titles, so uh, 16 is just the number that Vince McMahon decided to run with. So it's, it's, to some wrestling purists, I guess, it's a big deal, but when you think about it, I mean, the record is 21 at the end of the day. Yeah. All right, and uh, how about the uh, the men's Money in the Bank match? I mean, to me, I felt that was the ending that was coming. They didn't really uh, hide it that well. And uh, did they – Did they? are they messing up badly with Nakamura? Did they make him look strong after no, no. Beat him, beating they, him up like that? Dude, I, th- I thought they did a really good job with uh, Nakamura. I, I would have liked to see him come – into the match a little earlier because I think a lot of guys took more punishment during the match than they yeah. took at the beginning, yeah. right? So I think I think that was obvious. But whenever his music kicked on while Baron Corbin was climbing up that ladder, that was one of the best moments of the mat of the whole night, right? And that was a great moment. And then well, he comes down and they're singing a song and this and that. He kicks everybody's ass, and then you get that beautiful stare down between AJ and Nakamura. I didn't even and think you were going to get the crowd it. just. Dude, the crowd just goes insane, yeah. and that that was the complete best part of the match. Um, I I love the fact that they're probably building up towards AJ versus Nakamura. I don't really give a shit that Baron Corbin won the Money in the Bank because ultimately it means nothing. I, I'm just excited for them start to build AJ versus Nakamura, and that's something we could get at SummerSlam. So I, I'm stoked about that. Yeah. Did did anybody else when they were having that stare down? Um, anybody else expect AJ Styles to go full on Bullet Club like he did with uh, when they were in New Japan and just shoot him like he did in New Japan? Like that's exactly what I was expecting. Yeah. If you haven't watched that match in New Japan, you got to go freaking watch it just to get an idea of how good the SummerSlam match that the potential SummerSlam match could be. But that stare down between those two guys it was probably the best moment in WWE for me since WrestleMania. Or maybe the night after WrestleMania. It's that's how good it was. The fact that the crowd reacted that way made me feel a little bit better about the education of WWE crowds. Like maybe they knew, you know, the the history behind those guys, and just completely, completely the best moment of the night easily. Yeah, I didn't think they were gonna let him fight. I thought there was gonna be somebody come in interrupt him like after the stare down happened. But they they actually let him go at it they, too. They let him go, man, and. Yeah. They gave you just enough to want to see so much more. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
Because it was a good I, little I'm, back I'm, and forth, too. Yeah. So yeah. Their, their match at Wrestle Kingdom, uh, Fredo, correct me, but I think it was Wrestle Kingdom 9. The that was the match that they had. That ten. was the match that actually was it ten. Yeah, I believe it was, that was ten. That was that was the yeah. match that got me interested in uh, New Japan. I had never even watched watched that many matches from New Japan until that Wrestle Kingdom match that they had, and then I started to really follow New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah, go yeah, out, that, go out and uh, uh, YouTube that match. It's it's worth the watch for yeah. sure. Yeah, that match is the reason New Japan has changed the way they do contracts. Because it, it was promoted so heavily and was so big, and then AJ Styles left a couple days later, and Nakamura left a couple months later. Because at at the time, New Japan was doing only one year contracts. Mm-hmm. So because because of those two guys leaving mm-hmm. right after the biggest show in New Japan, it's uh, forced them to start doing two year contracts now, uh, multi year deals. So that that match alone changed the way New Japan handles wrestling over there well all right guys we're gonna wrap it up here you guys have uh, taken up too much of our time damn it <laughs> no, i just messing with you guys uh we enjoyed it be sure uh to our listeners out there to uh keep a lookout for these guys uh they're starting up their own little little podcast uh you guys want to explain real quick what you guys are going to be doing on yours yeah it's called the uh, podcast express and if Who you um, are a fan of our wrestling talk that's what you're going to get on the Podcast Express. Um, we're going to cover pro wrestling. We'll cover MMA and then whatever else we decide we want to talk about that evening. So that way, guys like Stephen Cooper, son of a bitch that he is, um, <laughs> he, he will <laughs> if, if he doesn't like what we do on this, he doesn't have to listen to Podcast Express. But if you like what we do on the Garbage Time um, Points Podcast, then come over and check out the Podcast Express. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun show. As you guys know already, me and Joe can just sit for hours and talk to each other about wrestling and argue and and just shit talk each other. So uh, that's what we're going to give you on the Podcast Express. All right, man. That sounds good. I got a a question for you, Bart. Is uh, your audio going to sound this shitty on your podcast? I, You know what? I bought this new microphone. It's a, what is it called? A blue, uh, blue ice snowball thing. Blue Yeti. Uh, no, not it's not the Yeti. It's the blue snowball. Okay. So uh, it was like yeah. a you have a hooked, dollar the, mic. Do you have it hooked up the, on uh, to your laptop or something? It, it's hooked up to the computer. Yeah. Oh, uh, um, I think you got to switch out the input because it sounds like it's coming out of the onboard mic that's on your computer or something because it is oh. not sounding good. Oh really? So is it, we're gonna have a shitty show tomorrow then? <laughs> it sounds like it. Oh fuck! So it's it's on the the USB, so it doesn't even have an audio jack. So right. and then I have my headphones on too. All right, all right. Well, you guys can talk about all that technical shit uh, when you guys aren't on here, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Hey, be sure uh, to follow him on Twitter at the Pod Express. So, uh, Joe, Mike, thanks for joining us this week, and uh, we'll be meeting up with you guys again next week. Okay. Bye. Bye thanks for having me. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> I don't know what happened. All right, take it easy, guys. All right. That was a smooth finish. Smooth <laughs> finish. Fredo went on to destroy Mike's microphone on there. It was bothering me the whole time. I just hear... <laughs> I'm like, fuck, dude. <laughs> shit. Get your shit together. Oh, man. Well, now that we're done with that, let's jump into some uh, quick hits. Some Rick hits? Yeah, let's see what you got for us today, Brick. There's a lot going on. Too many, oh. but I don't even know if I'm going to get them all. All right. Are you ready, Fredo? No. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> like, uh... Fredo coming back I from vacation. Do, broop, broop, broop. Fredo not coming back on vacation very crisp. Broop, broop, broop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go ahead. We'll make, <laughs> we'll, make it, we'll make the noises. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. O.J. Simpson, pro, oh, God, fucking, pro hearing set for July 20th in Nevada. Dude, such terrible handwriting. Warren Sapp is going to donate his brain when he dies. The Celtics trade the number one pick. There it is. The Cavs part ways with GM David Griffin. Um, yeah. There's a lot of dead air we got going on there. 
Um, Pagasol, opt I could not read what the fuck that said. Pagasol is opting out of his contract, but wants to talk long term with the Spurs. Kyle Lowry says he's staying, wants to stay with the Raptors. Uh, Dwight Howard gets traded to the Charlotte Horn or whatever they are now. Uh, for <laughs> um, D'Angelo Russell gets traded to the Nets. And in Florida, a man was arrested for stealing a Krispy Kreme truck. <laughs> Florida, the Florida ones are running a little thin or what? What's going on here? Those quick hits are a little rough. Sobering up over there. Yeah. Well, dude, like, I just could not read <laughs> what the fuck I wrote. Like, the oh Han my Solo God. movie just lost the directors. Oh, yeah, they did. Directors. I saw that, too. That's not looking good for that. All right, so the draft is this, uh, this Thursday, the 22nd. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, as Rick was trying to say, I guess... Uh, there's big things going on. First of all, you got the Cavs, uh, fresh off their loss to the Warriors, trying to do, you know, some things to their team. But in the process, Dan Gilbert decides to let go of uh, GM David Griffin, who has the blessing of of LeBron James, and he did it without even consulting LeBron James. And it's now said that Chauncey Billups is the front runner for that job. So we'll wait and see what happens there. But there were also reports that they were trying to work on a multi-team deal involving the Suns with the Bulls to get Jimmy Butler. And then they're coming out and saying that they're in the running for Paul George along with the Lakers. Um, who else was there? There was a couple other teams uh, that were – oh, Clippers, Rockets, Wizards, and Cavs. So oh, right wow. now things are just picking up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Things are just picking up, going really crazy. I think the, the biggest news that came out today was the Knicks – Apparently, this is the rumor, oh, are, are willing there. to shop Kristaps uh, Porzingis and are, are fielding offers. I don't think that they'll do it because it would be stupid and imagine the backlash there. But we'll see what happens, man. If, but, they, if they do that, they are they are a joke. Okay, but if you're the Celtics, you have Horford, you have Porzingis. Okay, we're not talking about if he goes somewhere. They could give up a lot of picks, and yeah, I'm sure. You That's know, what that I'm might saying. Nice. They have they have eight picks in the next three, mm-hmm. eight first rounders in the next mm-hmm. three years. You have the number three pick in this draft. It's not it's not about who could trade to get him. That's not. That's I'm thinking not the, they should. The idea. The, the 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 questioning is in why the Knicks are willing to trade a twenty a twenty one year old seven foot three. Phil Jackson's freak. trying to get fired. I don't believe that, man. I heard Levitard say that. I don't believe that. I think he's just dumb. I think he's full of himself. I think he doesn't have any idea what he's trying to do there. And uh, uh, he's, you know, possibly looking for a trade with what, the Celtics. What is, what is it? Yeah, he wants to trade with the Celtics. He could. He could possibly be doing that thinking and that the selling point will be, hey, look, they gave us five All these first uh, round draft picks. picks. Yeah. Five first round draft picks. And you don't. You're giving away a sure thing for five maybes, but, but look, everyone loves maybes. But look at but look at what the Celtics gave up for just Kevin Garnett. They gave up basically seven, mm-hmm. like seven first round draft picks. Because guys that they wow. drafted in the first, and then the first, uh, uh, the two first round picks that they gave them, like it was a total of like five first round picks. It was something ridiculous, you know? Yeah. So and look where they got the Timberwolves and the Celtics got their ring. And things are just getting wild right now. The NBA and it's picking up. There's going to be trades galore. Trades galore always happen during during the draft. Things are going down. We'll see what happens. There was rumors about the Suns possibly wanting to move up to number two, swapping with the Lakers. What? And uh, I don't know. It, no. I, th- this might even entice them even more to do it because what I think is that they want Josh Jackson, and I think the Celtics. Or taking him they at know three. that they could take him at three if they hold on to that pick, if they don't trade it away for, let's say, a Porzingis, and they might have to make a move like that. I don't know. Things are crazy. Things are wild. But what I do not believe is is that by getting the 28th pick or the 27th pick, whatever it was, from the, the Nets, D'Angelo that they're going to be able to put that together with Jordan Clarkson and the 28th and get Paul George. That just doesn't seem like enough to get Paul George. They're going to have to give the number two up to get Paul George. No, they're saying right now the offer on the table right now is Jordan Clarkson, 27 and 28. And the reasoning is because uh, the the Pacers want multiple first-round picks. 
okay, you can have multiple first-round picks. But, but for 27 Paul George, and 28. 27 and 28 doesn't buy. And Jordan Clarkson's value doesn't bump that up over yep. Paul George. This is a dr- deep draft, but typically in the NBA draft, you get five players that are like, okay, mm-hmm. like top five, and then you get a couple scattered in the rest of the first that maybe potentially be something, but... I mean, it's not just deep in players. We're like, oh, I got the 27 to 28. Like, we're going to get a good player, like, in the NFL draft. Like, no, like, 27, 28. Like, you're getting, like, a a 10, 11, 12 guy on your bench. Like, we were talking uh, Bashore before the show. (laughs) And, uh, you know, we both both agreed that it was in the writing that they were going to possibly be sending away D'Angelo Russell because of all that that thing that went on with uh, Nick Nick Young. Nick Young, the the video and everything like that. They did a good job of unloading Tim, uh, Timothy Mozgov's uh, contract. Mm-hmm. He had like $45 million left over four years. But, man, for a team that's rebuilding, to give up a guy like D'Angelo Russell who has that potential on that young team, if they trade away a guy like that and, and nothing comes of this whole thing that they're trying to do, getting to Paul George, possibly making a move for him and, and a LeBron James to, to stick on next year. If they don't move that number two pick and they and they take Lonzo Ball and he turns out not to be what they what they say he is, like isn't this just setting them back even even more that they're getting way getting rid of a guy who is a scorer? Because if there's anything that D'Angelo Russell could do, he could score, mm-hmm. and that's what he's done well enough. You know, being as young as he is in the NBA, and, yeah. and these guys, he only played one year. Yeah, he only played one year in college. And he wasn't a guy that was a young kid. Yeah, he wasn't a guy that was going to come straight from high school. He probably could have done well for himself to stick to stick in college for a few more years and mature. Yeah, and like Brooke Lopez, like everybody, like, oh Brooke Lopez, but like he's been hurt for his yeah. whole career. You don't know what you're getting with Brooke. Yeah, Lopez. he might give you some games. Yeah, and you'll be like, man, that trade, that trade, but like you just gave up a 20 year old point guard yeah. who's got the size and the skill and who's done it yeah. at least decently for the last two years. For a guy who was the number one option on the net. Yeah. And it wasn't, it was number one option by default. Yeah. That's all that that was. Yeah, I mean, I'm not liking that trade at all. Like, they gave up on him. The Mozgov, I understand, uh, you know, the getting rid of the contract, but did you, did you have to throw in D'Angelo Russell for? Well, that's what, that's. Like, you probably could have, you probably could have got that accomplished. Without giving up. Without giving up well, like Russell maybe and asking a, for the 28th back. Yeah. You know, let's just say to yourself, hey, let's swap. Let's, yeah. let's swap this, and I'll give you a second. Because they did give him a second in that or something yeah. like that, like the 41st. Like that when they got it done? Yeah. No. Well, I mean, you, you do have somebody new now, like, because even their GM, uh, their GM isn't even, uh, doesn't even have GM experience. He's not necessarily magic he's running he's the vp of opera yeah, well, uh, they, they hired somebody else they hired somebody else yeah but, but it's his it's his show uh, yeah, yeah exactly but i mean ah that's gonna be tough because like they're they like okay because the thing is this now okay because they have to trade for paul george because all these other teams are like oh well, if he's gonna rental if he's going to the knicks if he's going to the lakers and we know now that puts indiana in a bind now they could only get so much value for him because now it's, it's it's over. But if he goes to like say Cleveland or to Boston or just the Clippers and he likes it there, now they lose out on him. Now it's not going to him for free. They have to trade for him. Yeah. And now since they know that the Lakers are the des- like the spot he wants to sign at, it's like, well, yeah, he's discounted for everywhere else because he's going. They're going to you. But now it's Paul George value because. We know he wants to go to you, and he's going to sign for with you. He's already stated that publicly, so why are we going to give you the discount when he was going to sign you with you anyways? Yeah. So he put the Lakers in a tough bind with that. It's getting wild, folks. Interesting time right now in the NBA. The most interesting it's been since, uh, well, for, since I guess last LeBron. year's finals. Well, the most interesting has been since, like offseason-wise since like LeBron, yeah. like the whole decision. So stay tuned for that and tune, uh, tune in for the draft. Real quick before we get you out of here, Rick, quick question. Who's having the more impressive rookie season in the, in the MLB? Cody Bellinger, Aaron Judge. Well, I mean, it's Bellinger to this point just because he's done it in such a short amount of time. Like, I see Ju- uh, Judge and, like, even he's playing, like, an amazing outfield. And I and I don't really watch Bellinger on fielding-wise on an everyday mm-hmm. basis. You see a little bit, but... Because I watch, you know, the Red Sox, um, mm-hmm. and I see the Yankees a lot more often, yeah. you know. Um, I mean, it's got to be it's got to be Ballinger at this point because yeah. it's done it in such the, a short amount the of numbers, time. The numbers point towards Judge at this point, you know, if you're taking average into consideration and all that. But man, 
what he's doing right now, what Bellinger is doing right now. In a short amount of time. Yeah. Like just, it's 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 crazy, man. And that's not even me just trying to be like, oh, man, he's a Dodger. That's just like if well, somebody was doing that didn't, anywhere. Didn't, didn't Judge actually play a little bit last year, too? Like, I know he's considered. Yeah, he, he's came consi- up, he was a late season call September. He's considered a rookie. Yeah. But he came up last year. So, like, I mean, he's very comfortable where he's yeah. at. You and know? he didn't do well last year. To, yeah. Just to, you know, throw that out there, yeah. too. But. I mean, yeah. I mean, even look at Gabby Sanchez, and where's Gabby Sanchez now? Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not trying to. I, I like Judge. Like he's he's obviously a stud, but like let's just you know let's mm-hmm. hold out. Yeah, it, he's been fun to watch though, man. Fun yeah, to watch. That, well, I mean, he's amazing in the outfield too. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's gonna do it for us this week. Unless Fredo, you have anything to add? <laughs> oh, we didn't get to that, huh? What's, what's, well, we already know what the draft is, so let's just give us an opening day of football. 78 days, 10 hours, 48 minutes, and 5 seconds. There you go, folks. 78 Play days away. <laughs> hey, I'm going to put you guys on the spot on the air. Week 1, Vegas. Oh, we already talked about that. I don't I know. know. Maybe. Week what? One, I didn't Vegas. hear oh, you know about what? it. You know what? We'll have to talk about this off air, but uh, I, think that's, I think that's changing. I think that's changing because other people who want to go can't go on that on that Week day. One? Yeah, but it would be like in October. Wee. But yeah, that's a we'll have that discussion. But uh, yeah, that's gonna do it for us this week. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Be sure to uh, share it with your friends. Let them know what we're doing over here. And like we said earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I have a fantasy draft tomorrow. That laugh too. He's uh he's letting us know to to keep a lookout for uh at the podcast express. You know, just throwing it out there for those guys. So give them a listen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna draft tomorrow. Oh wow! Already. Wow. Have fun with that. Yeah. Seventy eight days out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that'll do it for us. Uh, for Rick and for Fredo, I'm Mike. Uh, be sure to tune in next week, and we will try and do better. Don't forget to keep your fresh balls. Fresh balls. Your balls fresh. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.